Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Gobert puts it on the floor to the basket! Rises with the right hand! Salute that! Rudy Gobert! It is locked on Jazz for the 14th of June. Uh-oh, I forgot to call my parents on their anniversary. I better do that anyway. The Cavs make shots. The Warriors don't. Is it really just that simple? Fake GM continues for another day after a subtle move yesterday. And NBA trade rumors abound. It's all plus draft rumors abound. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. Thanks very much for tuning in to Locked On Jazz today, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Elsewhere on the Locked On Podcast Network, two good shows for you. Johnny Miller on Locked On Golf talks about the 63 he shot at Oakmont on the final Sunday. Oakmont, the host of this year's U.S. Open, and Mike Schmitz from... Draft Express on Locked On NBA, going over and breaking down the top eight players in the NBA draft. Also, on Locked On Pac-12, there will be a a drop on the South and how the South looks. The North uh, breakdown is already up on Locked On Pac-12. So lots of different stuff on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks very much uh, for tuning in. If you'd like to advertise on this program, you can email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. Let's go to our pins across the world and... Uh, we'll go to Max Brown. I've been a jazz fan ever since I was born. I remember growing up watching replays of t- on TV of great finals runs in the 96-97 seasons. And besides that, my only choice because I was born in 96. I remember well, however, the Western Conference semifinals with D. Will Booz and the gang only to have... Uh, along with the rest of Jazz Nation, are heartbroken by San Antonio. You can put another pin into the Sugar House area, as I know uh, you don't have to go too far to find me. That's all you got to do. That's Max Brown. He's a youngster, born in 96, hanging out with us just 20 years old. Glad to have him aboard and a part of the young part of the growing Jazz Nation. Max, thank you very much. You can send me your pin at dlock09 at gmail.com. That's where you tell me uh, how you became an NBA slash jazz fan, where you tune in from. So from Johannesburg, South Africa, yesterday to Sugar House today. The big tip-off story of the day, make or miss league, is sometimes such a simple aspect of things, but that's what last night was. Obviously, Draymond not being there, but LeBron and Kyrie were amazing and made shots. I think Kyrie was about 10 of 13 on contested shots. The Warriors hit just 16 of 43 on uncontested shots, 4 of 9 on wide open threes. 
Four of nine on wide open threes. Harrison Barnes had looks where he had miles and miles of room and didn't knock them down. Now there's something to that. You don't have your regular guys on the floor. You don't have the natural flow. You're not playing with the same confidence. You feel a larger burden. There's reasons outside of why shots don't go in. The flip side is LeBron. He made four threes. Prior to last night's game, he was 9 of 28 from outside the paint. He made eight shots last night outside the paint. And coming into the game, he was 9 of 28 through four games outside the of the paint. And, and and let's not ju- I mean I don't want to oversimplify this. The other aspect is Cleveland's good and Cleveland has two of the best players in the league and Kyrie is as good as anyone in the NBA one-on-one. He's one of the best finishers in the league. He might be the best pure shooter. And if you go back to our NBA Finals scout interview, you know, scout said basically that he's got to become Batman to to LeBron's Robin, and he was last night, and he scored over 30. He's the matchup that the Warriors can't handle. And Kyrie is still the one. And Kyrie, you know, sometimes Kyrie's hard to watch because it's so one-on-one and it's so uh, – seems like he doesn't have teammates, and sometimes it feels like for every remarkable play he makes two that kill you. Last night was not that. And, frankly, the series has not generally been that. But Kyrie's the matchup that the Warriors – don't have an answer to. And the Kyrie-LeBron pick-and-roll specifically is an area where the Warriors really have a problem of who they're switching and how they're dealing with it, even if Draymond's uh, on the floor. I, I will say this, though, uh, and, and and with that, the one thing that jumped out to me in that game in the third quarter, uh, and I was watching it with uh, some people who really, really know the game well, um, is I, I kept commenting that Cleveland, everything Cleveland was getting was easy. Uh, Cleveland has found a way to get stuff be and have it be easy right now. And I think that that's what jumped out to me uh, more than anything else is that, uh, you know, Cleveland suddenly looked as though they had an answer to the Warriors' defense in a way we haven't seen before. Now what we're going to have to find out is whether that's just because because of Draymond. Now, it's also going one-on-one. Only 34% of the Cavs' field goals were assisted. It's the first time in 50 years the team assisted on a lower percentage, uh, that lower percentage while scoring 110 points. So there was some real uniqueness to what the Cavaliers were able to do last night with their shot-making and their one-on-one play. And defensively, I'd have to say, I still feel like Cleveland just blows a ton of coverages. I mean, basic pin-downs, things of that sort. Uh, it, this may go seven. And once you get there... There's great there's great players on both sides of the floor playing with incredible nerves and you know who knows I, I still suspect the Warriors win one of the next two uh, but we get to Game Seven and LeBron is physically unstoppable and Kyrie's as good a one on one player as they're in the league uh, the Draymond suspension has suddenly changed the landscape of this dramatically all right let's go to the news uh, Sabonis was in town. Uh, yesterday, uh, worked on uh, limited workout. These guys aren't really going up against a lot of guys. Um, but he is uh, he's an interesting prospect. I've been watching him. Uh, I'll talk about him some more. Uh, you know, the question is, if you watch him when he plays for Lithuania, he shoots the spot up three. When he did for Gonzaga, he did it rarely. Uh, if he can shoot the three, it gets interesting. He's got incredible footwork. He's got great touch around the basket. He owns his own space. He grabs, he's an incredible rebounder. He's not seven feet. I mean, the concern I have on him is just an inch or two short. He's 6'10", 
Uh, how is he going to be able to guard out on the floor? I think it's a legitimate question mark uh, as well. Uh, it's interesting. You know, and, and it sounds as though he may go before the Jazz go at 12, which would send Yaka Pirtle down to the Jazz at 12. Uh, that becomes a, a real possibility. Deontay Davis, Michigan State, is a real possibility uh, as well. And, and then uh, Wade Baldwin's uh, a player. I did a draft breakdown. It was a bit there, – there's some mixed reports on him personality-wise, some other aspects to him. Uh, and, you know, there's going to have to be some work done. He's not, you know uh, – He's an interesting player because with space, he might be good. All right, ton of draft news out there. Uh, let me just run through it to update you on what's going on. Chris Dunn, who is likely top six, won't work out uh, one on zero for anyone. He won't work out unless he's working out head-to-head against a player above him, and no agent of the players above him are going to let that happen. Uh, Jamal Murray went into Boston last week and took 100 threes and supposedly made 79. And then Buddy Heald hit 85 for the Celtics in California. That's according to Basketball Insider. Uh, Dragon Bender, uh, at, actually, I think, yeah, I think that is best one. Dragon Bender is coming into town. He'll work out on the 16th of June, two days from now in Minnesota. He'll work out for Phoenix on the 18th and Boston on the 21st. Uh, according to Basketball Insider, Michigan State's Denzel Valentine may have a significant knee injury, one that uh, one team sort of compared to Indiana Pacers' Danny Granger, according to Basketball Insider. So you're talking about the Brandon Roy situation. Uh, came in the league, degenerate knee condition, might struggle for 82 games. We'll see whether that ha- ends up happening and sliding his draft coverage a little bit. Malik Beasley, uh, his name... Uh, has had some medical concerns. Um, he had a surgery at Florida State with a stress fracture in his right leg, and he hasn't participated in any workouts. Uh, Wade Baldwin's been quiet on the workout front as well recently, worth keeping an eye on. Uh, Lavert out of Michigan was in town. He's not working out yet. Uh, so, And then on Sabonis, there's some talk that he may be going 9 to Toronto or 11 to Orlando, uh, and his lowest workout he'll do is the Jazz at 12. Uh, the Magic, uh, who are also have been talking with Scott Labossier. Labossier, unbelievably skilled. It will be interesting to see uh, where he goes. So that's the latest on the, all the draft news and scuttlebutt that's out there. There's going to be more and more of that every day uh, as we get closer to it. Yesterday, if you didn't join the show, I, or I basically just said the draft's straightening out. It, the, the decision on the bigs, and maybe we'll do the brackets we did last year, uh, is of se- seven bigs. Jakob Pertl, uh, Deontay Davis, Sabonis, Henry Ellison, Scal Labossier, Ante Zizic, and Thon Maker are the bigs that are sitting out there for the Jazz. Um, I don't have an order on them necessarily. Uh, DeJounte Murray, Wade Baldwin, Denzel Valentine, Malachi Richardson, Malik Beasley, and Furkan Korkmaz are the wings. Korkmaz uh, is interesting because he had a uh, about a two, he has about a two million dollar buyout, and an NBA team can't pay all of it, and then his salary is only going to be about two point five. So most people, including myself, as I said yesterday, expected that he would have dropped out of the draft. He did the opposite, which leads you to believe that someone's given him a strong indication that they'll draft him. He's an interesting player. He's weak because uh, he's young. He has an incredible release. He's a strong shooter. Uh, we're talking about Furkan Korkmaz. Uh, he's got almost a Clay Thompson release, as Chad Ford and I talked about it. Uh, so some really interesting 
play. I, I can't tell necessarily how much he can play off the bounce. You'd have to try to figure that out a little bit. And uh, defensively where he'll fit, but he's got some decent length. So uh, we'll see on that. On the coaching front, Lawrence Frank is off the Clippers bench. He'll go into the front office, and Kevin Eastman has retired. So the Clippers have some uh, bench openings. Jason Kidd has signed a three-year extension uh, as well with Milwaukee. So that's really the most stuff. Let's go to the fake GM trades today. Uh, there have been more conversations, but here is uh, uh, Jazz GM Chase Johnson has sent me a trade of Rudy Gobert and the 12th pick of the 2016 draft to the Boston Celtics for the third pick. The Celtics have accepted the deal. Wasn't even any back and forth. The Celtics' Danny Ainge got offered Rudy Gobert and the 12th pick for the Celtics' third pick. And he ran to the bank and got it done. The, the, the fake GM deal is done. And Chase Johnson goes to the podium and holds his press conference. He says... It's difficult to give up a talent like Rudy, but with the development of Trey Lyles, uh, he's not close to fully developed, but he's moving that direction. We have the luxury of of moving favors to the five, which allows us to uh, pick and roll one through five on the offense and switch one through five on defense. Steve Faves has a really nice skill set that translates well into how the NBA is trending. And so we've decided to move Rudy. Rudy will require lots of money to keep him in the future. This will also secure our current assets along with giving us flexibility to sign veteran players. We hope with the third pick of the draft to draft Jamal Murray out of Kentucky. He's going to be really good. He can play with the ball in his hands. He can put play off the ball. He can be able to go uh, play good enough defense with his size. He could be the best shooter in the draft, and after watching him, I'm impressed with how he runs the break. Basically, he's an elite scorer in the league, and that's a piece that we need moving forward. So the Jazz in the fake GM world have traded Rudy Gobert and the 2016 pick number 12 pick to the Boston Celtics for the third pick for Jamal Murray, basically. What do you think? React on our Locked On Sports Google Plus page or on the Locked On Sports Facebook page with your comments and your reactions uh, to the trades. It will be, by the time you listen to this, uh, that will be posted uh, for you. Yesterday... Uh, if you recall, there was a trade made on the locked on uh, deal. Uh, the Jazz traded, uh, they actually had already traded this 12th pick, but Wilson Chandler, uh, the Jazz traded the 12th pick, Trey Burke, and the 60th pick for Wilson Chandler and the 19th pick. Uh, general reaction uh, to the trade made by, uh, I think it was Spencer Wixom. Jazz GM for the day. Uh, that's actually not a bad trade. Chandler provides a good backup, not necessarily sexy, but effective for Gordon while reveal, relieving ourselves of Trey Burke and still putting ourselves in a position to possibly get a decent draft pick. Uh, Dennis himself said the Jazz might have to take some risks on some reclamation projects. I think Chandler fits for a nice trade, says Brad Cooper. That's one of the best trades offers I've heard from your GM exercise. Very well thought out, beneficial for both parties. Austin says, yeah, sure, why not? So Spencer Wixom is getting um, 
Some pretty good reviews, but now the talk radio is turned the other way. David Fisher calls in, I don't do the deal. That gives us at least two injury-plagued players, Alec now being the other. Uh, Randy says, good deal, like it. Says, it stays, if he stays healthy, he'd be a great vet presence and help bolster the bench. Uh, Bryant says, this would be a good deal. Ian says, good deal, well thought out. So, big win. Uh, all the, yes, all day, I'm okay with this deal. Love this trade. I trust DL to get quality players at 19. I, Spencer Wixom's the GM, not Dennis Lindsay. Finds a better situation for Trey Burke, adds a very quality, versatile player in Chandler. Uh, Chandler would add de- great depth, versatility, and some shooting. So, Spencer Wixom gets rave reviews with his trade yesterday. How will people react to Chase Johnson trading Rudy Gobert and the 12th pick for Jamal Murray? We'll find out tomorrow, or you can find out giving your thoughts on the Locked On Sports Facebook page or Google Plus page. This has been today's edition of Locked On Jazz and the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe to Locked On Golf and get the Johnny Miller plus updates from Brian Taylor of Real Golf at Oakmont all week long. And Locked On Pac-12 will drop another edition coming your direction today, plus Locked On NBA. has got Mike Schmidt's part one breaking down the top eight players of the NBA draft and part two will drop Wednesday with a look at players nine through 30. It's all coming to you here on Locked On Jazz of the Locked On Podcast Network. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know how. Napa know how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 1031 17.